What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome to Creature Feature, production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Mini Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and today on the show, it's Creature Ween. We're bringing you some spooky species, some ghoulish genuses, tales that will chill you to the beak and bone. From undead fish, killer rodents, and flying zombies, these real stories will send shivers down your spine if you have one. Discover this and more as we answer the age-old question, can you still be fashionable from beyond the grave? Joining me today is friend of the show, one of the maniacal minds behind the website, 1-900-HOT-DOG, and co-host of the podcast, The Doggaga, The Zone, Robert Brockway. Welcome! Hi, thank you for pronouncing all of the letters. Nobody ever does that, and I'm offended every time. You did forget 9,000. We put a 9,000 on there to make it extra hard to search. As anyone who listens to this podcast uh, can attest to, I'm great at pronouncing things especially Latin names for stuff. And it, it comes out as a beautiful letters and vowel salad from my mouth. Dogus Zonicus. Dogus Zonicus. <laughs> from the Latin for the area of dogs. Yes, right, that's exactly, us. exactly. But thanks yes. for having me for a spooky, spookoween. A spookoween. I should have called you Robert Brockway. Ah, there it is. There it is. Remember when we all did that with our names? That was fun. That was innocent times. That was Twitter, right? Before uh, before Twitter. it was uh, fascism. Yeah, th- a more innocent time. Oh, there's, there's, uh, there is Sean. I guess I'll let him in. Oh, Sean's here? Yeah, just let him in. I don't know if he's here. He, he says he's here, but it's just, it's his ghost. His spooky ghost. Oh, oh, that's what he's doing. He's doing a bit. He's doing a spooky ghost bit. I feel I like we're going to find, on. we're going to like read in the newspaper that he died. Uh, but he joined the podcast after he died. 
You are Sean, baby? That's okay. a name I haven't heard in nigh on 20 years. <laughs> there hasn't that fella's been... been dead the whole time. There hasn't been a Sean baby here since the great bloodening of 1987. Some say you can still hear him out there on that old internet. What's this? We've got... I, I'm sensing something. It's coming through through the fog of my seance globe, my crystal ball. A figure glub, glub, emerges. Glub. Who is this? Is this the other co-host of the podcast, The Zone? And <laughs> one of the other maniacal minds behind the website, 1900HotDog? Could this be the legendary uh, ghost whisperer, ghost tickler, seanbaby.com. Yes, I'm, I'm the uh, legendary ghost tickler. That's what people know me as. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be back uh, to tickle the ghosts. Yeah. Well, we we uh, we are truly shocked. We reached out to you through this seance. I thought it was a scam, mm -hmm. but here you are. You have to do it in a ghost voice. Whole podcast. Ghost voice. <laughs> ghost voice. Wherever Ooh. there's tickles to be had. Sean Boo. There be my fingers. <laughs> Sean Boo. Big Shambhua, baby. <laughs> welcome, welcome. We are talking about spooky animals on oh. this podcast this time on account of it being the spookiest Halloween of all, Thanksgiving. Well, I hope they like getting tickled. Yeah, the ghost tickler. You know, on To Catch a Ghost, where they're like, hey, ghost, why don't you have a seat over here? I'm going to tickle you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I'm like, uh, this Zima's for me. Uh, I was here to show them the dangers of drinking six Zimas by yourself. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was good. Rest in peace. Um, God, I forgot that guy's name. Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. He's still alive. Or were you, or were you talking He's about dead? one of the predators? You're Herman <laughs> Touching Butts. That that was the man's name. Uh, he had it legally changed. Mm. Yeah. We all should have seen it coming. Rip in peace. I love those funny tombstones they put up on Halloween. Or they're like, rip in peace, Mr. Butt. Yeah. See more asses. <laughs> yeah, we got some of those in our neighborhood. Yeah. Rip I meet a lot of squares now as a parent. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of, you know, it's hard to like pick your friends group when, when all your kids go to the same school. And so some of my uh, daughter's friends' parents are like, oh, you gotta see our zany tombstones this year. Have you ever uh, have you ever gone to a haunted house where they put out bowls of cold spaghetti and they're like, ooh, it's cold too it's too terrifying. spaghetti. As a ghost tickler, I, I legally am not allowed near a bowl of cold spaghetti. Every have you ever just busted the fuck up at one of those tombstones? Like you want to be too good for it because you're a comedian, but then you're like, no, never. Classic. No, Classic. The, the second I felt that coming on, I would kick it over. <laughs> I would. I split my guts open when I saw Tombstone, and it said, uh, "Here lies the, the ghost dead person, Mister Butts." <laughs> okay, Mr. That, one, Butts. that one's pretty good. That one's pretty good. <laughs> yes, that is good. Today we are the square test, and I caught both of you. Yeah. Well, you know, today we are talking about animals um, who are spooky, spooky ghosts. We are first going to talk about a fish that can do skin magic from beyond the grave. Uh, this is based on a great article uh, in the New York Times uh, by Elizabeth Ann Brown, or should I say Elizabeth Ann Boo Brown? Okay, I'll stop that. 
starting now. Please don't. Uh, so this is a fish called the hogfish, the humble hogfish. Uh, it is a, it is a fish that can do necrotic skin magic. Oh, so uh, doing some hog hog skin magic on this fish. Hog skin magic, uh, tossing the old hog skin fish around. So hogfish are found in the Atlantic Ocean. They are a species of wrasse that is this sort of patchy cream and rusty orange color. Uh, it is a boxy, flat, sort of trapezoidal shape with long dorsal spines. It's called a hogfish due to an elongated hog-like snout, which it uses as a shovel to dig for small crustaceans in the ocean floor. Uh, they're not small fish. They can grow to be around 25 pounds. That's around uh, 11 kilograms. And they can grow over three feet long, which is almost a meter. So, you know, they are interesting fish. I have sent you a photo of this fish. It is on its own not that scary, unless you're scared of fish, in which case it is pretty scary given that it is a fish. Definitely am. Definitely scared of fish. Yeah. Especially especially hogfish. Yeah. It does it the face is a little unsettling. You know like that scene in Beetlejuice where Alec Baldwin kinda like stretches his face out? It looks a little like that. He looks uh, almost exactly like the guy that did piercings at the uh, at the Central Oregon Mall uh, in 1997. Huh. Got the he's got the three little spikes, the yeah. weird beady eyes, big That's old. That's the lip. guy that uh, did your belly button. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And amongst amongst other things, <laughs> did he did he uh, do a good job, or did you get like a belly button infection? Well, the belly button was fine. He actually did a piercing called the Hogfish ah. on me, and uh. Uh, yeah. And that's that's left a that one was I lost some sensitivity. That was big in the eighties. Uh so you know, uh this fish, it it's uh you know pretty typical fish stuff. Um but uh they can uh I mean they're interesting because uh when they are born, all hogfish are female and they are what is called a sequential hermaphrodite, meaning they will change their sex as they mature depending on environmental conditions. So they become male when they become large or when there is a political opportunity, such as there being no dominant males in the group, and then they become, they switch their sex from female to male and becomes a, become a dominant breeding male. So, you know, this is so far typical fish stuff. Very normal, very normal yeah. stuff. For, yeah, exactly. Oh. A like mayor, a political mm. opportunity. I used to do the same thing in the fraternity. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> whenever, <it's, laughs> whenever, whenever it's politically hot. convenient. Look, you know, they elect they elect their uh, mayor, and then it uh, becomes mm -hmm. sexually male. So exactly, I triple in size. Yeah, I get much more masculine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, get uh, you start like uh, being interested in. Sports is that a is that a guy thing? What well, uh, what I like to do for my sports, I like to take my snout and dig in the ocean floor. Yeah, and then I'll eat crabs. Yeah, ghost ghost crabs. Man, such a guy thing. So going snouting yeah. with the bros. Bros going snouting, snouting with, with the, the bros. bros. 
So another interesting thing these fish do is they change their color. They can change the color of their skin in seconds uh, from, say, being a patchy, rusty orange to brown to white. Depending on their surroundings, they will change their uh, skin color. I have a fish question. Sure. Can they mix and match? Can you be like, I'm going to be a rusty lady today or a white fella? Or is... (laughs) (laughs) Are you locked in? Always easier on the white fellas. (laughs) Always easier. So, yeah, I mean, the ability to change their color and their sex are not really super related. Uh, they, They can both change their sex and change their color. Changing their sex is more of a, like permanent thing a change that they will undergo if there is a male power vacuum changing Mm -hmm. their color is something they can do anytime pretty much and they do it to camouflage with their environment so trying to blend in uh Mm. so you know they they can't unfortunately they i they can't like uh switch back and forth between male and female whenever they want within seconds but that would be rad that would be so rad I love that it works like like picking classes in Overwatch. Like just nobody's nobody's playing boy, really. Right. Nobody's playing boy. Right. I, I guess I'll play, I'm not good at boy, you but I'll play you. boy. <laughs> yeah. We need one boy. We need one boy. <laughs> Does anyone want to play boy this time? No. I know it's not fun. I played boy last time. It's your yeah. turn. Play when boy. I was Don't... first playing Overwatch, I was just this is just like being a fish. <laughs> <laughs> Been there. <laughs> yeah. Well. So they can change much about themselves. Uh, again, this is not like particularly unusual for marine life. There is there are uh, a lot of an- marine animals uh, that can change their skin color. Although this is not super common for fish. And what is odd is that researchers have noticed that hogfish are able to change their skin color. From beyond the grave. So this is where it gets spooky. From a watery grave. Because this is the ocean. And it's all watery grave. my rusty hog. (laughs) (laughs) So our marine biologist. Lorian Schweiker. God no. Schweikert. (laughs) Lorian Schweikert. Noticed a speared hogfish. On the deck of a fishing boat was still able to change its skin color to match the deck of the boat upon which it was impaled. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Did we check her for paint? Scientists, uh, you can't trust them. That's what they tell me in church. (laughs) Yeah. There was, I believe there was, this must have been in the 1800s or early 1900s. There was like some Mm -hmm. experiment with like mouse uh, skin, uh, grafting skin from one mouse to the other mouse but then it turned out they just colored the mice with like a pen so they colored in black <laughs> markings on the mouse so that does happen sometimes yeah and that's yeah. where steven seagal learned his hairline <laughs> yeah that's right he glues mice to the front of his face right it's like face off but you just kind of scribble in those uh those nicholas cage eyebrows just draw a Nicolas Cage face over your own face. <laughs> Just draw a Nicolas Cage face in Sharpie on your face. Like, uh, that's how they do special off. effects. Yeah. Now, fortunately, this seems to be absolutely real. Uh, she and a group, uh, this uh, marine biologist, Lorian Schweikert, uh, and a group of researchers studied the skin and found that 
underneath the chromatophores, so chromatophores are color-changing cells, underneath these chromatophores, there's a cell type that contains light-detecting proteins. So this is the first time that light-detecting cells have been identified in the skin of a vertebrate, a vertebrate being something that's got a spine. It is similar to the light-detecting cells found in the skin of cephalopods, like squid, uh, like octopuses, cuttlefish, but this is the first time these kinds of cells have been found in a vertebrate. And the positioning of the light sensory cells underneath the chromatophores may be strategic. So the chromatophores, these uh, color-changing cells, are typically a reddish-brown color, which may filter out the abundant blue light in the ocean. And by filtering the excess blue light, they may be more able to accurate the, the light-detecting cells underneath the color-changing cells may then be able to accurately detect the color of their surroundings with this blue light filter and be able to better match uh, the coloration where they are uh, and camouflage better. And, and this works completely independent from like the fish that it's living on. This is what's weird, right? So after the fish dies, even though the brain has ceased to function, these cells continue to function for some time before cellular decay takes place. So in effect, the skin lives on longer than the actual fish. So science says uh, the skin is haunted. It's haunted. Haunted <laughs> fish skin. That's what I'm taking away from this. Yeah. So if I was to make a toupee of this fish skin, mm -hmm. I could have like hair that just changed color. Yeah. For are we talking like hours, days, the rest of my Beyond life? The gray. I don't know what how if... long your fish skin toupee would last, uh whether it'd be hours or days. Pro I would say not that many days, and it would certainly what? would offer a kind of a unique perfume, but mm. otherwise, I think it'd be very fetching. But for a special night out, like it would last yeah. through that. For a special okay. night out. Like, oh, that's good. It's good news. You've given me great news, Katie. You know, if you want a color-changing uh, fish skin toupee uh, for a special night, I'm not going to say you can't do that. We actually have used fish skin uh, to treat burns in human beings. So, like, using fish skin that has been specially uh, treated, you know, and I believe disinfected, and then you put the fish skin over a burn wound, the fish skin helps to lock in moisture and help with healing by being sort of a, a um, it's almost like a better bandage uh, that is more gentle on uh, damaged skin. So, you know, is there a future? It sounds in which, very promising. Right. Is there a future in which uh, we can choose instead of uh, having like a wig or a toupee to graft fish skin onto our heads? And maybe keep it alive with our own blood supply without violently rejecting it? Maybe. Uh, we are going to take a quick break while I call the police. And when we get back, we are going to talk about carnivorous mice. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024... You deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. 
The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. So, you guys remember that book, Bunicula, uh, about the vampire bunny? Yes. That book was kind of unsatisfying to me because I think it was like the cat was paranoid about this vampire bunny and kept trying to kill it but but because it's a cat it was stupid so it thought like a steak <laughs> meant like a sirloin type steak and like put a steak on okay. top of the bunny and the bunny was like what and then it was like hey you were too judgmental cat but also it's vague about whether or not the bunny is a Dracula so I don't know. I didn't understand the books uh, so so well, but the point yeah, above is, my reading level for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. the point is, um, there are mice that are basically like carnivorous vampires uh, that are actually causing mass destruction and killing uh, innocent birds. Can we prove those birds are innocent? You know, birds are innocent until proven guilty. Uh, Robert, ah, your your nanny bird state ethics. I may, in the way I may just be justice. a simple bird lawyer, but I thought in the country of the United States, birds was innocent till proved guilty. All birds are guilty. Actually, this is not happening in the United States. This is happening um, uh, in Marion Island. It's a small island south of the tip of Africa. Uh, in the 1800s, French seal hunters uh, traipsed about this Marion Island uh, and uh, went about killing seals, disrupting things, making croissant out of like, I don't know, seals, I guess. <laughs> and uh, they brought with them French house mice. 
who uh, quickly started running around the island and, you know, making themselves real comfortable. And now they are still invasive on these islands. Uh, even though these this island is not inhabited by humans, it is still inhabited by the mice that the French uh, sailors left on the island. Colonialist vampire mice. Yeah. No, Worst kind of mice. No mouse is an island, but a bunch of mice can be on an island and be vampires. So That's the rest of that saying. Yeah. I have that pillow. Yeah. yeah. I have a cross stitch. Uh, mm-hmm. Live, laugh, vampire mice. So warm weather has caused the invasive mouse population to explode. Uh, uh, unfortunately, Sweet. not explode as in, in a fiery combustion, but to explode oh, uh-huh. in number. And the mice must compete for food with a limited supply of plants and insects. So they have started to develop a taste for blood, for the blood of birds. Does anybody have a vampire mouse impression? I don't have that. I don't have that. <coughs> blah. I am a mouse. I don't belong on this island. Blah. It's me, Mickey Mouse Pyre, and I want to suck your blood and sue <laughs> you. Katie's got it. Wow. Yeah, that's I'm it. going that to is. suck yep. your blood and then sue you. <laughs> now in Francais. Litigious colonialist vampire mouse. Je voulais sue you. Exploding. <laughs> Litigious. So, yes, these mice. Très bien, uh, madame. What? I said, Trebian, madame. Sacre bleu. Uh, okay, so these mice uh, uh, want to feed on the blood of these poor birds, these seabirds. There are millions of seabirds who live and breed on the island. Including albatrosses, skuas, king penguins, gentoo penguins, crawlsay shags, and many more. Uh, so a lot of sweet, cute, yeah. I didn't birds. picture penguins when you said they're drinking bird blood. I was like, I don't care, go go crazy, mice. But now you're so- talking king penguins. No, now it's penguins. No, something has to be done. Yeah, something th- has to be done. Uh, there's something about penguins where it's like I think humans are so biased towards bipeds. We're like, you you walk mm-hmm. on your two feet and you yeah. don't fly. And their tummy, which is even cuter. You got a tummy. Uh, any any mm-hmm. animal that has a tummy, we empathize with. Animals yeah, that, any animal that wears a suit, right. that wears a little suit. Mm-hmm. If you can dress up, then you're you're okay in my book. I mean, think Every about- day is a black tie event for these tummy sliding <laughs> best friends. I think the tummy theory is strong, right? Because some of our most hated animals, like wasps, have the opposite of a tummy. And yeah. so we don't like them. But they got a tummy, then we like them. So, yeah, these are cute birds. Um, and it's an important area for them to breed in. And so uh, the fact that these mice have developed a taste for bird blood is bad. And you might be asking, <laughs> how does a mouse eat a bird to death? Uh, well, it does it very slowly. And horribly. So the mice will attack chicks or no, I, adult I, I, birds. I, I got this. What? They, they merge to form one man-shaped mouse. Yeah. Uh, and grab it with its swarm of, of mouse, a swarm of mice I, mocking our human hands. I like the logic of the mouse forming like a human, a giant human shape. Like it's, they're like, mm-hmm. what's, what's more powerful than one mouse? It's a bunch of mice. What's more powerful than a bunch of mice? A human. Made yeah, out man. of a bunch of mice. 
Yeah. And then we just punch the birds. Well, that would almost be more humane than what these mice do. So the mice will attack uh, these birds. Uh, they, they attack both adults and chicks, and they will just chew away at the bird's skin over days. So, oh my God. yeah, like the, the mouse can just like chew away uh, at a bird and the birds have not co-evolved with these mice. So they don't really know what to do. And it's not like these are some of the more, how do I put this gently? Uh, these aren't the brightest birds. These aren't like, mm. you know, I talk a lot about how smart parrots and corvids are. These are, you know, they're sweet. Uh, they are cute, but maybe they're not <laughs> the most intelligent birds out there. And so how would these birds know that they don't like their skin being eaten? They've never had the opportunity yeah. in their evolution to have their skin eaten. So they don't know not to like it. I... Of course. <laughs> I saw, uh, I think it was a David Attenborough special where it was one of those snakes that has like a bug tail. Mm. And so he's like wiggling his little bug tail. So oh, that yeah. the bird's like, oh, hey, look at that delicious bug. And the bird comes over to get the, the bug and the snake bites it and totally whiffs. And like the bird's like, did that, did the back end of that bug just turn into a giant snake and try to bite me? And then it sat there hovering and then it went back to get the bug. Like that's how dumb birds are. Yeah. Some birds, look, we can't generalize to all birds, but some birds. Hashtag not all birds. Hashtag not all birds. Um, but yes, all, all fish uh, are, <laughs> you know, like they, 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 uh, yeah, but actually that, that snake you're talking about is a viper that lives in the mountains of Iran. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's cool Running that I remember that. These birds. It's cool I remember that about it, but I don't remember the name of it. But it is a snake that has a tail that looks kind of like a spider and then it wiggles it around and then a yeah. bird will like, be like, ooh, spider. And then the snake tries to get it and it's like, uh-oh, that was scary. Ooh, a spider. And then the snake tries to get it again. <laughs> yeah. So It's super easy mode. If you already have a a spider tail, I feel like you already have right. one up. And then the fact that the bird does not care if you like miss a few times while you're yeah. biting at him. Spooky, I mean, like, come on. Spooky Halloween tip. If you just have a bunch of like fake spiders in your pockets, you can just throw them at people and escape. Like if you're in a tough situation and someone- the birds attack them. Yeah. And then you're like, <laughs> uh, spiders. Now you've got spiders on you, then you have time to get away while all the birds try to eat those spiders. Smart. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the mice will basically just like sneak up on a bird while it's asleep and start chewing on its skin. And even if the bird like wakes up, eventually, essentially the mice kind of break the Geneva conventions, like the the like they commit war crimes by continually disrupting the bird's sleep. Until the bird is just so exhausted that it kind of like it can no longer like keep waking up and trying to knock the mouse off. And so the mouse just like chews its skin off. Uh, I have I've sent you a photo, the most sort of the least gory photo I could find of this of a mouse just sitting on one of these birds uh, attacking it. Uh, I didn't but get this doc. I'm actually really glad I didn't get this. Doc. It's it's a photo of a of a mouse sitting on the head of an albatross chick, it looks like. And what it's doing is it is eating its scalp off. Uh, you can't really, oh you can't really see that in this photo, but I have looked at the other photos where it's essentially this poor little bird that's been scalped by a mouse. Cause like when I, when I first read about these mice where it's like, yeah, these mice like 
uh, bite these birds. I'm like imagining sort of just like little bite marks on the bird. I was not imagining a bird just having an entire chunk of skin missing in this like really horrific way. So uh, it is uh, actually kind of disturbing. And yet in this photo, if you have kind of bad eyesight, which I do, uh, it just looks like a bird cosplaying as Dan Rather. Like mm, it's got like a little just some hair piece, yeah. Yeah, it's just got like a real nice quaffed velvety kind of poof. Yeah, uh, distinguished bird. Are we sure it's not symbiotic? Where like the bird just understands how good it looks now? Are you asking? And is like if this is a ratatouille situation where the ratatouille is actually eating its scalp as well as hook- helping it. Uh, cook food. Uh, yeah, with the ladies, with like the bird ladies. <laughs> right, with the bird ladies, like you know, now you you gonna wanna go and uh, ask her what her name is. Can I eat? And this? in exchange, can I eat this? Take a little bit of skin. Chunk of so your it's face? a Serrano de Bergiac ratatouille. Right, but he's also eating the human head. Now that's a crossover I'd like to see. So yeah, they um are a problem for these birds. And conservationists want to get rid of these mice because, uh, you know, they are actually a big threat to some of these these bird species on this island. And so they are trying to, they are going on like a big Tom and Jerry style mouse hunt where they are, they're, they're, they're pulling out all the stops. They're, 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 uh, they've caught up Tom and been like, Hey Tom, what's some of the ideas that, they didn't let you use in those cartoons because they were so heinous. Uh, so they are use they are using poison grain uh, to try to kill these mice, which is tricky because most of the seabirds, uh, while most of them actually eat fish, there are some species that are more omnivorous, so the bird might eat the grain. So conservationists right. are actually collecting the birds that eat grain putting them in like protective bird jail while they spread poison grain for the mice to eat. And then once the once the mice have presumably eaten the poison grain, uh, then they release the birds from from protective bird jail. So I was writing that all birds are guilty. Mm. I mean And they go to bird prison. Look, I said bird jail. And okay. you're still presumed innocent when when you're in jail. What you are, you know, you know nothing of bird law. You know nothing of bird law. (laughs) You were born into it. (laughs) So what happens? What happens if this doesn't work? If the poison grain doesn't work, what's Plan B? Plan B? I don't know. Like, I guess hammers. See, that's why all the birds together into (laughs) one big bird to fight the big mouse. Helmets for the birds. Helmets and body armor. I feel like we've solved it. You take the hammers. The birds have helmets. Just go crazy with the hammers. Just drop hammers at a helicopter. Do whatever you want because the birds have the helmets. You can't hurt a bird. Right. With a hammer. No. Uh, We're on to something. We'll get it. Have like like a movie that's like mouse film, film for mice. Birds aren't going to be interested in this movie. Then all the mice go to the tiny mouse cinema um, and then you go Quint- <laughs> where you drop hammers on. Then them. you go Quentin Perfect. Tarantino on it. <laughs> what about rat terriers? They're so adorable. They are. Cute. And I don't know if you've ever seen a rat terrier go to town, but they'll just grab a rat, shake it till it's dead and drop it. That's they have no more interest in it. They don't I- want to eat it or present it to anyone. 
they're just bred to murder rats. So I, I guess you'd need to breed smaller terriers. Like, how adorable would that be? Like a mouse terrier? I mean, like I think, a, you know, a rat terrier might go after the mice, not the birds. Might not be a bad idea. That's what I mean. You, you put cats on the island, the cats are going to kill all the birds. Right. Crazy idea. But a rat terrier. They're, yeah. They're, they're, they're trainable. The and you they're they're release accountable. Budding serial killers onto the island to take care of all the rat terriers. Right. Okay. So then, yeah. but how do you children. get rid of the budding serial killers? Then you got to release the flesh eating mice. Now you've just... 4chan. You release a 4chan uh, onto the island, <laughs> and they'll all become preoccupied with it, uh, and will no longer venture yeah. outside to kill. Makes sense. All right. We've solved it. Good job, boys. Conservation achieved. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we're going to talk about flying zombies. They fly now. They fly now? They fly now. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. All right, we're, we're back and we're talking about flying zombies. Um... You know, I feel like I'm against them. You're against them. I feel like uh, the the zombie genre, the genre, um, has a lot of like iterations of zombies. Like these are mm-hmm. these are zombie Nazis. This is a zombie right. that you're in love with. This is a stormtrooper Nazi. Wait, no, sorry, right. a zombie. That's a real one. Stormtrooper. <laughs> Uh, I agree. There's too many hooks. Zombies have too many hooks. A zombie Nazi stormtrooper who you can fall in love with. So uh, 
the whole zombie thing. But you know what? I haven't seen. I haven't seen zo- flying zombies in movies yet. You know. You know, like just a zombie that can Superman around. Yeah, I think you're right. That's the final frontier for uh, just wringing every last drop of content out of zombies. Uh, but there is actual zombie flies. So probably a lot of you, and especially people who listen to this show, uh, or if you've seen or played uh, The Last of Us, you're probably familiar with cordyceps fungus that infects sure. ants and the ants go a little bit nuts, a little batty, and then uh, crawl away. And then the cordyceps grows out of their bodies, uh, and that's that's all horrible. We've already, we've talked about that before, uh, but I've got another one for you. Uh, there is a different type of fungus that attacks flies. So uh, the fungus uh, Entomophora muscae. Uh, also known as insect destroyer, uh, infects Whoa. a variety of flies, including house flies and fruit flies. I mean, good. Nobody likes those bugs. I'm gonna. It's a sweet name. I can't be against it. Yeah. Entomoth. Insect destroyer. In yeah. Yeah, no, just insect destroyer. I would, if I was marketing for the fungus, like if mm-hmm. the fungus hired me to mark, I would go with insect destroyer in like a heavy metal font. Yeah. And I would uh, I would really embrace. Uh, if I, I saw a bag of it at the grocery him. store. Destroy them. Yeah. If I had a bag, my wife bought a uh, uh, one of those little plants, the pitcher plant oh, that yeah. catch the flies. And she is super pissed off that it has not diminished the fly population. Mm. But if I, if I had a bag of fungus that I could just release into the air, turn them all into zombies, mm-hmm. just have three or four days of zombies, Become theoretically they would- Become one fungus. That yeah. is how all zombie movies start, though. Yeah. You realize that. They're like, if I could just release all of this <laughs> and get get rid of whatever I want to get rid of, then surely everything will- re- Oh, no, zombies. Like, that is that is how you get zombies, historically. Wow. Like, Cat- like, that's how you get ants when you release sugar? Yeah. That's how you get zombies. Look, you can either you can either put some uh, red wine vinegar in a cup and then put plastic wrap on the top and poke some holes in it, or you can release this fungus. And the releasing of the fungus sounds a lot more fun. Although I feel like maybe by the end of this, you might have like a shred of sympathy for these flies. So first, okay, let's hear it. Open your mind and your heart to the flies. Uh, first, the fungus lands on a fly via spores. The spore then invades the fly's hemolymph. So hemolymph is bug blood, essentially. Uh, so the fungus feeds on the fly's hemolymph and fat tissue. Then the fly's mind is influenced by the fungus, uh, and it is driven to climb upwards and upwards. Its body is riddled with the fungus. Then it is induced somehow by the fungus. Now, we uh, researchers don't know exactly how the fungus is doing this, but the, the fly sticks out its proboscis. That's its little tube-like mouth thing, uh, the little like weird tiny elephant trunk thing that flies have that they use to suck up food. It sticks, sticks this out onto the surface, and it oozes this like sticky saliva that is probably infused with some kind of sticky fungal compound and this drool actually forms like a glue so it's glued from its like by the mouth onto the surface that it's on and so now the fly is stuck 
And uh, then the fly is, for some reason, compelled to extend its wings in this like upright position that's kind of unnatural for it. And now the fly has essentially become this fixed in place, perfect substrate for the fungus to grow and spread. And just hours later, the fly has grown this fluffy white coat. And this coat is actually fungal filaments, which will grow spores at the tips. Importantly, the reason that the fly's wings are now stuck in this like weird upright position is to clear the way for the spores to fire off of the fly's body. So now these spores that are all growing out of the fly's body can basically pop off like popcorn or fireworks and then hopefully land on another victim who will go through the exact same thing. You're right. This uh, is a nightmare. Yeah. It turns a uh, it turns him into James Brown kind of like a you bend down you kiss the dirt stick your <laughs> stick your legs up stick your wings up you put on a big white fluffy coat the other guy comes in throws a cape on you you throw the cape a, off you're not done cape. you got more to do yeah and that cape infects and creates other James Browns as we well know from history yeah uh, yeah I'm, I'm I'm on board with this so far I think this whips ass <laughs> <laughs> I would team fungus I think I, I think I'm agreeing team fungus we're we're all team fungus. I, I would like to see a zombie movie where basically a zombie just sort of bites a wall and then starts growing <laughs> a coat uh, and yeah. sticks its arms out in like Superman position and then the coat starts like just shooting off spores. That'd be fun. Would it be a bit? I If I saw that, I'd be like, this is a bit much zombies. Yeah. Come on. It's a little dramatic. It's a little Hannibal Lecter. It's like, witness the majesty of my death. You're like, take it easy. I feel like the groaning and the moaning is already a little melodramatic. Like, we get yeah. it. You're dead, uh, but you're moving around. Understood. I just don't think you're going to sell a lot of popcorn at that movie. Mm. If if uh, The theaters aren't going to like it. Mm. They make most of their money off of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not going to sell a lot of, like, sautéed mushrooms. Like, a nice cup of sautéed mushrooms at the right. theater. Right, right. Like... They're not going to sell a lot of fungal spores at the movie theater, if yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, I couple spores movies. here. Get you a couple spores. Ice cold couple spores. <laughs> well, I don't know why he's at a movie theater. <laughs> All game was rained out at the movies now. <laughs> that's, what, that's what happens at modern cinema. Got someone walking through the aisles. Screaming, yelling, yelling, hot dogs, get your 3D glasses and your fungal spores. <laughs> Watch out for Nicole Kidman. Her hair's being blown back. <laughs> uh, Wonder of cinema. Yes, the magic of cinema. Um, well, so yeah, this is this is the fate of this poor little fly. It gets turned into a mere vessel for the fungal spores. Uh, and it literally just has to like kiss the ground. And die. It's zero empathy uh, for the flies. Still don't like not the flies. Them. Still don't like the flies. It's because it doesn't have a cute little tummy, isn't it? No, it's because my adorable little dog is deathly afraid of flies Aww. for no reason we can determine. <laughs> and I'm on her side yeah. on this. So yeah. if I could if I could release this fungus and encourage it uh, to destroy all flies, one of, I'd do it for her. One of the few insects I truly hate are ticks uh, because of them being mean to my dog like i'm like how dare you 
uh, beyond my dog and hurt her. I will yes. exact vengeance. Uh, you will be contained in a bottle and drown in alcohol. Which sounds good, but trust me, it's not. <laughs> but I mean, there are worse ways, I guess. It's rubbing alcohol. It's not like I drown them in a really nice sort of... <laughs> we don't all have standards. Yeah. Chocolate lager. We were all and... teenagers once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, listen, before we go uh, and you can go about your ghoulish uh, daily activities... Uh, we do got to play a little game. It's called the Mystery Animal Sound Game. Uh, guess who's squawking every week? I play a spooky and scary mystery animal sound. And you, the listener, and you, the guest, try to guess who is squawking. Uh, so last week's mystery animal sound hint was this. This ferocious wild carnivore would eat you if only it didn't fit inside your pocket. I actually know this one. Yeah? That is uh, Hall of Fame pitcher Randy Johnson. Ah, how did you know? No, that's not. He makes it right in your pocket. It's right in your (laughs) pocket. Little Randy. Little Randy. Little pocket Randy. That's what they call him. Yeah. And he would kill you if he had the chance. (laughs) Be so thankful. Be thankful he's so wee. Bloodthirsty. He he did kill a bird that one time. Oh, with the ball? Was that when he hit, hit a bird with the ball? Yeah, he hit a, a bird with a ball and Was exploded. that bird uh, presumed guilty before being proven in- innocent? Yes. <laughs> that bird Judge. went to trial. He Judge, had one appeal. Jury and bird executioner. No, this is not um, that sports guy you just said. This is something else. This is called the Rusty Spotted Cat. Uh, it is the smallest cat in the world and it is totally uh it is like the size of a kitten uh and yet it is a full-grown wild cat oh my god and you did not send us pictures of i'm gonna google it i'm gonna go look this up yeah google it you will be happy randy oh he's so cute oh randy he is adorable (laughs) little round ears and the big eyes and that's as big as they get that's as big as they get that's it they are found uh, in India and Sri Lanka, uh, and it is uh, absolutely adorable. Uh, Why did we pick other cats to keep? Why didn't we just yeah. get this cat? Why didn't we get this and cat? Call it good. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think uh, we made a mistake. We need to go back in time, and instead of using a time machine to like prevent some of the world's greatest atrocities, we should go back in time. And domesticate this little this little guy. He's so cute. I think that would prevent some of the world's uh-huh. greatest atrocities. Agreed. I don't think Hitler would have done what he did if instead of the German Shepherd, he had this tiny little fella in his pocket. That or this little cat was going to kill baby Hitler. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or you could win, sneak win. into Hitler's bunker with like 15 of these in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, oh, it's whip, very nice to see you, Fuhrer. And then boom, cats cover him. Right. <laughs> whip out your trench coat and they all just explode out of all the secret pockets of kitties that you have. You have a knit yes. inside of there? Yes. I mean, they are... Swarm! They are adorable. They are indeed sort of rusty and spotty. They've got little streaks. Uh, they've got little little white tummies. Um, they look like they can't wait to hear a secret. Yeah. They look like they would sit on your shoulder and whisper in your ear. Mm, just like give you a little quest. Things like, kill him. 
Heal him for me. <laughs> and you'd do it. I would absolutely do it. If this little guy sat on my shoulder telling me to go kill people at his whim, not going to say I'm not going to do it. As long as they're all Hitlers. As long as it's all Hitlers. They're like, they are, trust me. There is another Hitler there. You must kill it. Like that looks, that looks like, uh, that looks like a normal person. No, de definitely not. You should go kill him. <laughs> uh, God damn it, Randy Johnson. This is the last <laughs> time. Little Randy Johnson, I've named my cat. Uh, but yeah, it likes to live in uh, the forest. Uh, it is very shy. And in your pocket. No, actually, that's the sad thing, is it's extremely shy. Probably the reason that uh, the uh, our, our cats were domesticated from the African wildcat is that the African wildcat is a little more chill, a little more curious. Mm. Uh, this one is extremely shy, probably because it's so small. You know, it's like, I'm Makes a little sense. guy. I'm a little guy. I got to be shy. Understandable. Yeah, it'll it'll eat uh it'll eat rodents, it'll eat birds, uh frogs, insects. Only reptiles. the small ones, though. Yeah, the little ones, the little ones. Um. Now, if you showed me a picture of this thing on on one of those big penguins just eating its skin, I I'd be much more conflicted. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's the thing. I'd be like, you know what? Uh, I'll I'll let you have it. You can take over the island. So cute. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what we've done with cats, though. We we yeah. were like, you, you're cute. You can be invasive on this island, on this territory, and kill all the birds and indigenous species here. If that we could develop a saddle do. small enough, we could put that on the penguin. Mm. The penguin slides in the tummy. Kitty cat rides on the penguin. Yeah. You know Feel what? Like... Look. I, End of plan. I know that it's been a mistake <laughs> every single time we've introduced a species to try to take care of another invasive species. Uh, maybe we're right. It's been a mistake, this time. but maybe this time, right? Because it's so small, yep. I don't see how it's going to eat an albatross. And yeah. so, but it's not so small that it couldn't eat a mouse that's eating an albatross. You see where I'm going with this? I know every single time we've done this, it's had a terrible outcome. I think we should try it again. What's the worst that could happen? We right. lose some albatrosses and get an island of adorable kittens? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just swarming with kittens. The only life form left. Yeah. Just and, four feet deep wading and, through adorable kittens. And the great thing is there's no kind of saying about like running into a folly that has anything to do with albatrosses. Like it's not like, like when something happens where it becomes a big problem for you. No, yeah, there's no saying. about There's it. no saying that vis-a-vis uh, -vis, uh, albatrosses. So, it, so the saying set. is, kitten uh, a day, terrific job. Right, that's the saying. So on- It's like my mom always said, like, you never trust, never trust a tiny kitten. The tinier the kitten, the less trust is what she said. Is that mm -hmm. what your mother said? Yeah, she had some medication problems though. Mm. Was this your like you came home from school one day and you're like, I got I got a B on my math test. And she's like, never trust a kitten. Yeah. I I have been looking for them ever since these uh these kittens that curse your math test. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh moving on to this week's mystery animal sound. The hint is this when he's crabby, he's happy. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
Uh, Kawasaki crotch rocket. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I usually am try. I usually try to be coy about it. Of like, maybe you're right, but no, you're absolutely wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> get it? The first first in history. You won't even be polite no, about it. <laughs> I politeness is earned, and boys, you haven't earned it. Uh, yeah. So no, that is incorrect. Skateboarding walrus. Skateboarding walrus. Closer, I guess. But you will find out the answer on next time on this very show, on next creature, on next creature feature, fellas. Thanks for being on. I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the. They oh, usually cut that part in yeah. the podcast, mm-hmm. but yeah, we get that. We get that a lot. It happens. Thank you. I suppose. Where can people find you? Take it away, Brockway. You're, you're a much better plugger. Uh, they can find us on our website, 1900hotdog.com, which is the last home for internet comedy. If you like reading and laughing at text with occasional images, uh, that's it. <laughs> go to go to patreon.com slash 1900hotdog. We're the last ones doing it, uh, and we'll never stop. And you can also find us on our new podcast, Big Feats, where we watch every episode of Mountain Monsters along with our co-host Jason Pargin. It's a hillbilly monster hunting reality show. It is lots of fun. Big Feats. Big Feats. Plug completed. How many? I have nothing to add. Is this like, I mean, this sounds like a podcast that Quentin Tarantino is definitely going to be a guest on. You will get some Quentins. All right. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys for being on the show. And thank you, the listener, for allowing the show to enter your ear holes. Uh, if you are enjoying the ear hole experience and you leave a rating and or review, I would be very appreciative. I read all of the reviews and I look at all of the ratings. Every single one. And thank you to the Space Cossacks for their super awesome song, Exolumina. Creature Feature is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like the one you just heard, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or guess what? I don't know. Wherever you listen to your favorite shows, I'm not your mom. I'm not your dad. Not even your uncle. I might be your aunt. We don't know. See you next Wednesday. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. 
with so many options for reducing carbon emissions. Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.